wrestling nerds, you're about to sink your ear holes into a big old serving of the motherfucking IndyCast. For over eight years, the best of independent wrestling interviews, pop culture, debates over topics like breakfast cereals and the Muppets, plus more innuendo than you could shake a goddamn stick at. So here is Maximus Chad Allen, Sticky fucking Steamboat, Zach Romero, and occasionally Duchess Von Finger Bang Luna Lynn, as they bring you the fucking Indie Cats exclusively on the Wrestling Nerds Radio Network. What is up, sluts? Woohoo! For the seventh year. Of what's up, Sluts? Yeah. It's the anniversary <laughs> of both the indie cast and me being horrifically crass on yeah. the internet. Yeah, that's right. And all of us kind of talking about wrestling sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I believe it's worded earlier. We are, uh, how did you word that, Zach? We are, uh, we're oh, like, our... oh, yeah, yeah, we are, we are, uh, we are a wrestling podcast uh, through tax status only. Thanks. Right. So, but uh, yeah, our so taxes, hello, everybody. at our taxes, it says wrestling podcast. Yeah. If you're lucky. And we so. haven't updated it. Yeah. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, hey. It's, it's the anniversario episode of the IndieCast. And That's as right. the lovely Luna uh, outlined, this is the seventh anniversary of us doing this very stupid show. I think this is the... <laughs> and I mean, I can't even say that it's the only thing I've ever done consistently for seven years because I'm not consistently on the show. But I feel like that right. speaks more about myself than I care I, to admit. I thought that was a slam against me. <laughs> of like... This podcast for seven years, the only thing I'm consistently doing for seven years. And then I'm like, oh, bah, 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 but here's the thing, I'm not bah. even consistently doing this. So you know what? <laughs> it's true all the way it's a slam on everybody. Yeah, and there it is. There everybody. it is. That's that. That's oh. You've been missing. <laughs> yeah, seven, seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Officially beginning season eight, so uh, welcome everybody to the to this one from here. For those of you who've been listening from the beginning, thank you. Um, I'm I'm in shock if there's some, I, but I know there's a couple people out there that are. Uh, we, made it, we made it through the seven year bitch, and that's right. <laughs> I just, I, is that still a slam? I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It just popped in my head, and my immediate reaction was like, "You need to say that right now." And I was like, right. "What does that even mean in this context?" Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. It worked. It made it fit. It fit okay. So we'll run with it. So. Yeah. Hey, bing bong. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's do this. The last seven years in summary. Hey, we swore a lot. Hey, we had way bigger guests than we had any fucking right having. Oh, gotcha. Hey, we've had guests that got canceled. Hey, we've had lawsuits threatened against us. Hey, fucking, we lost a bunch of our episodes somewhere along the way. Hey, (laughs) look at us now. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like if you're not getting at least some lawsuits, you're not doing it. If cancel culture is not breathing down your neck, then what are you even Are you even living? Exactly, exactly. By the way, you know what the part that disappoints me the most now looking back is the person we almost got sued for is the person that also got canceled. So now I feel like that was a waste of our time. Like pain in the ass on both fronts. Right. That's a bitchy boo. So not worth it. Right? That's what that comes down to. So actually, you know what? So uh, interview them. Uh, some of the like we, I have a few questions about the indie cast itself, just to oh, put our, help put ourselves over. Uh, that came from a uh, a very drunk and or high uh, Rick Sussman Sussman, uh, and I will throw him out on it a little bit because I think it's hysterical that he was like sending hey, us these messages. He gets but... to do that because he actually like does jujitsu and is like shredded, and we're over here just like right. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, meanwhile, I, I just quickly grabbed, like, a duplex cookie before I came up here to record. <laughs> so I got to bring cookies. My grandmother made sugar cookies, and I have them in the kitchen, and I was like, I'm going to grab a cookie. And then I forgot to grab a cookie. You will have to wait till after the episode, then. I'm sorry uh, to say. Just so. kidding. Chad, ask your first question, and then she'll run and go get it. <laughs> well, let me so, – let, so, let me, so let, well, I'm going to add a question before we get to the ones oh, that he asked. And actually one that I'm interested, so I'm kind of almost derailing, but it fits with the question Ooh. setup. What is the, who is the one guest that we have had on that you still to this day cannot believe actually said yes? Here's a great part of that question. Luna. 
prove we had on this fucking show. Effie. Oh, hey. And Leva. And oh, Leva. What a what a what a modern reference of literally six and a half years ago. <laughs> She's on AW. I'm okay, just listing okay. people who She's... might have like some street cred. And interestingly, Leva is one of the people that has been on the show on more than one occasion. So true. She was aggressively cosplaying the first time. I remember that. <laughs> That's right. She she was indeed making uh Maleficent horns, I do believe, in the background. Exactly. So. See, look at the memory on Chad. We got this. I know people. Wait a minute. Look at the memory on Chad. It's not like you were like, hey. Chad. I'm trying to deflect, what? okay? I'm deflecting. <laughs> what? I don't have it. What was uh, Jade? Uh, oh, Jesus. I'm trying to think of like a super See, deep cut. you don't cut. even know. I'm trying to think of a super deep cut. Like, um, There are no deep cuts. What was Rich Swan eating before we had him on the show? No, it's like, hey, Chad, the guest that you've made a shrine out of meatballs to in your closet. <laughs> What were they working on the first time they were on the episode? No. First off, it's mashed potatoes, not meatballs. How dare you? You can't carve meatballs very well. Mashed potatoes has a much better, much better way to like form it. Um, yeah, better longevity. No. So, so to the original question. Yes. Who was the like? There's no fucking way they're ever going to be on our show, and they were on our show. Is that the is that what we're asking? Yeah, that is I the first like question. Yeah, the yes. biggest like holy shit kind of guess. Yeah, who is the person that we that actually that actually came on and said you know said yes and actually came on the show that you still look back and go w- w- this person actually like in- let us talk to them for an hour. So my answer is uh, someone that I definitely pushed out on and didn't fucking have the stones to actually be on the show. Definitely adult film star Jesse Jane being on. <laughs> Damn, that is a good answer too. That <laughs> that was a fun episode, I will say. Uh, <laughs> like, hell yeah. 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 <laughs> so, um, God, I'm trying to think of what my answer is now that I'm the one that brought up the question here. Um, well, it's hard. Like, I look, I've got goldfish brain, like real bad. So for me, <laughs> if it didn't happen in the last 15 minutes, and even then, that's a roughie. <laughs> right. Um, I think just personally, like, even though I wasn't on the episode, I was on the show. Um, but I'm still impressed about Lufisto because, like, when we first started going to indie wrestling shows, like, Shine was really our first introduction to that. Yeah. And so, like, you know, just knowing what, like, a legend she's had in the industry and, like, being able to see her in person and, like, holy shit, she's incredible. And, like, so to me, she's a big deal. Like, at me personally. Like, I know the homegirl has not gotten the recognition that she deserves. Like, she's not gotten her flowers she yet. should be exalted at this point because she broke down. She shattered glass ceilings that, like, didn't even... Uh, that were, like, made of steel at that time. Like, mm-hmm. they weren't even glass. They were, like, absolutely impenetrable. And she was like, fuck that, I'm doing this. Like, big goddamn deal stuff. So, like, to me, as a person on Earth today, like, she means a lot to me, and I think that's super cool. Just that even she knows that we as fully gimmicked exist. Like, right, right. I'm always just so like, oh, Lufisto knows who we are. Like, that's just really cool for me. That's good answer. Good answer. Thank you. Chad, do you have an answer yet? Uh, so, I've actually got a 1A and 1B, and I feel like this is... Uh... This is like when we did the the uh, Hamilton episode where I'm going to have multiple answers for everything. Oh, totally. Um, <laughs> but um, uh, Eddie Kingston, obviously yeah. still to this day, and obviously I marked out like crazy during that whole episode. So how that didn't turn into like the Chris Farley show, uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, but Kingston, okay, that, definitely... you know why that didn't turn into the Chris Farley show? Because he, he were... was he was extremely opinionated that episode. That's why. Yeah. Also, he true. was like, "Let me talk to you about why fucking Superman can suck my dick." Like that—that's <laughs> why that episode was great. Thank you. So, uh, but Kingston and um, pr- probably more recently, um, we got Hollow Wicked to come on the show. That's true. Um, and not only has he come on the show, he's like recorded stuff for like our Christmas episode and stuff. So, that's the true. fact that we got somebody like the name of Hollow Wicked and. And interestingly, before we started the show, we were talking a little bit about Chikara, but like when you talk to Chikara wrestlers or other people that have, have wrestled him, he is constantly on the top of the list of people that do not get the credit they deserve for how amazing of a wrestler he is. And But the fact that we like got him to actually agree to be on was, is still gobsmacking to me. And I uh, 
absolutely love it. So, um, so easily my, probably my my uh my favorite my other, my favorite my other answer there. of holy shit you've got to be kidding me absolutely Brian Cage. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> Still tell stories about him being on the show to this day, and yes. we got pizza with him. So like yeah. that's a big deal. We have two great stories. We yeah we absolutely have the. The eating six out, you know, eating all day at the Golden Corral story that yes. that I'm sure both of us tell constantly, absolutely. and then absolutely getting getting pizza with him, and now two people that are signed with WWE. Yes. I mean, we've got a that we we ate dinner with somebody who is in AEW and two people that are now under the WWE banner right now. That's pretty fucking cool. And um, pretty great cheese bread. We damn good cheese bread and, and decent uh, pizza casserole. Yes, because um, it's Chicago style, so it's fucking pizza casserole. Um, What's the quote one that got away interview wise? So I guess like, <laughs> do we not just say blue meanie? Blue meanie, yeah, no, hundred percent. We say blue meanie. We've tried um, to book him like half a dozen times, and yeah. the world just says not today. Yeah, or blue meanie just says not today. That's also really what it boiled down to. I mean, one of them was like one time we had it all set, and then like I think he had a family member pass away, and, and like, like no, he's ducking yeah. us. He's ducking us. It's fine. <laughs> Yeah, he I mean, somebody just to yeah, he was like, I'm not going to this fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, but uh, and I know he's got his own podcast now, so good for him. But uh, oh, I don't know if that's too spicy. Well, I, well say it, say it, we can delete it. You know what? Let me write down our time code here. Oh, was it um, Jervis one? No, we had Jervis one, okay, because I know we, we had tried to because there was no, 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 Jervis the, curse. The, the yes, very true. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to dig so say, deep in you're my memory. Super, bank. Super oh my god, season one deep cuts of like. <laughs> Hey, didn't we used to talk about pay-per-views we would watch? Like, yeah, <laughs> seven years ago. Um, no, we had Jervis yeah. on. Uh-huh. The thing about the episode with Jervis mm-hmm. is he is phenomenal on that episode. Yeah. Yeah, he is. But what we don't know behind the scenes uh-huh. is that, like, 72 hours beforehand, Quackenbush has, like, erased Jervis from oh, right. Chikara's so history. Chikara and, and yeah, and we're like, like oh, what does my Quackenbush smell like? And Jervis is, like, <laughs> holding back tears as he's like, my entire legacy up to this point has been thrown away, and I have to start from scratch. But he's a phenomenal guest on the episode, but we're just yeah. like, oh, well, what is it like in Chikara? And he's like, I wouldn't, I couldn't even tell you if I wanted to. Right, he's on the stepladder with the rope in hand, like, yeah. yeah. So. No, and, uh, Jervis is one of the two people on the show that I can immediately think of uh, that made me that made me like downright have to stop myself from laughing uh, based off of just yelling a word out or or, ye- or shouting out something. Because when we asked him what his favorite curse word was, we, we made that one of the lightning round questions and, and he yelled out razzmatazz and that just struck <laughs> yeah, we me funny. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, definitely almost should. Um, the other person, to, the other person to do that to us was um, Luigi Primo. Uh, when we introduced him in, and he immediately just started yelling, "I'm a Luigi Primo!" I, I have legitimately rewound back that episode three or four times just to hear him yell that, and it makes me laugh every damn time. He was um, a great guest as well. So um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of who. Who got away? I mean, we've had plenty of people who were just like, it didn't work out for scheduling, or they're like, I'm not right. doing podcasts right now. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you that, like, would love to have AK-47 on, but I know she doesn't do podcasts. No, it's like, yours would be Tommy right. Pistol. That, oh, that's true. That is mine that got away. Is We yes. definitely tried to set up talking with adult film star Tommy Pistol, and it just fucking didn't work out. And I was like, I'm God for, damn it. Was that before or after um, Jesse Jane? It was around the same time. Like we were gonna try yeah. to do it as a we're thing. We're doing like a porn. Story. We were gonna do like yeah. a porn month, and it just didn't fucking work out. Yeah, and then we've never, we, and we've never we had, had one porn. on, and then we blew our load a little too early. Oh. So yeah, well, what else is new? Mm. Oh, okay. that, that that tends to happen during Jesse Jane movies. So right. that's a. Uh, um, so yeah, I fucked him. Um, yeah, <laughs> wonderful callback there. Um, now, uh, not on this list here, but one I'm interested in. Who is somebody, you mentioned AK-47. Who is somebody that you would love for us to have on and either we just haven't reached out yet, it didn't work out, et cetera, et cetera? Well, like, obviously you shoot for the moon. Like, if we had, like, right. fucking Xavier Woods or some fucking just ridiculous-ass name. Um, and particularly Xavier because we've gotten at least more knowledgeable about fighting games, so being able to talk yeah, to him. Yeah, like, pop culturally, I think yeah. there's a lot. He 
he would fit in very well with the like, hey, we don't actually talk about wrestling. Yeah, we're not really interested in of the wrestling podcast. Wrestling. Yeah. Um. So that would be huge. Um. I've never reached out to Xavier. I'm sure I would have to reach out through WWE somehow, but maybe maybe I'll, I don't know. he does maybe we'll So true. But WWE has cracked down on them doing that, though. Mm, very true. Well, but he did come out recently and say the whole reason he can still do up, up, down, down is because WWE's owned it the whole time anyway. So who knows? Um, oh, I didn't know that. The okay. ultimate twist. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they owned it all along. Um, mine would be Soraya because mm. she's my bitch and I love her, even though she intimidates the fuck out of me. Um, but I think that would be a lot of fun. Soraya Knight actually can fall under the kind of fall under the list of one that got away. I was actually messaging with her for a little while and almost got that set up and then... We didn't for whatever reason. I think she something happened you, with... She told you to fuck right off. Probably, well, no, I think something happened with Paige at that time. So she kind of... I don't remember what it was. I think it was before all the stuff with, like, Alberto Del Rio. But something happened where she kind of backed away from it. And I've never reached out since uh, because I'm scared, too. Um, <laughs> Fair enough. Understandably. Yeah, yeah, that's how that goes. So, um, I'm trying... Um, Oh, no, I do know. And actually, I almost count this as the one got away because I, I tried to use a connection to try to even reach out to them to see if I can get them. And I never heard anything back was um, Ultramantis Black. Oh, of course. I still, I still want to yeah. check off Ultramantis Black off that list somehow. I will find a way to make it happen one day, but I don't know when that one day will be. Um, but that would be a big one. Um, also, I feel like we should be remiss if we didn't mention to steal uh, Luna's shtick for a moment here uh, in, in so much as calling back to way early in the show, yeah, because season. she I'm trying listen. to prove that I've been on the show um, at some point. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, one of our all time hall of fame, holy shit guests has to be Ophidian the Cobra. Mm-hmm. Yes. We named our fucking company after well, him. Well, I was thinking yeah. about that when he was talking about you guys laughing through Luigi Primo's. Like, I remember all of us just giggling through Ophidians the whole time because we were oh, like, Jesus. oh my God, he's so great. Yeah. Like, um... Yeah, what I, I would love to go back and listen to that first episode again because I'm sure it is horribly unprofessional. Yeah, I'm sure it's all. We... So we could cringe through the whole thing. Our buttholes would, be all, would all be puckering away. So. Although, um, I know it wasn't part of the question, um, but like now that I'm in IndieCast mode, my brain's like, hey, yeah, I kind of remember some of this. Um, but one guess that I wasn't, that going into, I didn't have a lot of like exposure to, but afterward it was like, oh my God, I'm in love with him. Uh, listen, Bodhi. Because hmm. just yeah. like listening him, to him talk about it, like creatively and like all of his character direction and stuff, like just hearing him speak as an artist after it, I was like, holy shit. Like the fact that he was like, yeah, I got a neck tattoo because I was like, fuck this. I'm getting into wrestling. Yeah, right? dude. Like that's fucking balls to the wall. I was like, holy shit. I'm so here for all of this. Uh, he's also a wrestler. I think about whenever we talk about like, oh, what would you do if you hit a million, if you had hit the lottery? Mm-hmm. I would buy all of the custom figures that he makes because he does incredible work Aww. and yeah, i does. want to buy them all and then like that's not that can't, can't afford all that yeah and he's doing the, like the big rubber ljn figure ones and they all look absolutely amazing yeah um just did a rick flair which looks fucking phenomenal because it does look oh nice so good i did see that one yeah that is that is a killer one so um actually so let me let me so okay so let's ask the spicy question here and again not on the list but one i'm interested to see if you guys are willing to answer who was the guest that you kind of went, eh, after we got done. Oh, that's that... not nice. Why would we do that? Like, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like, uh, what did you go in with low expectations and were pleasantly surprised? Which I wouldn't have an answer well, about either because I don't fucking remember. Right, or if it was like when somebody had but, been canceled or something, I was like, ooh, spicy, but, but like. Yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to completely out like, yeah, this wrestler, big bag of shit. Like, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. Plus, I don't super remember. I mean, I think with anything, there are certain people who, like, if, especially if they don't know us, know us. Like, some of our people, there are people, they know kind of what we're about. Um, but I think if people kind of go in expecting it's going to be, like, a regular podcast, that they're just sort of going through the motions, it's sort of harder to bring out the fun part. Yeah, well, and also, we're not, in a perfect world, mm-hmm. we would have, like, an hour a prep pre- time a you warm up exactly. to warm them up and then do the podcast yeah, but like they're already like looking at their watch at the 30 minute mark like oh come on right like we need to build a rapport kind of thing before so that way it's not you're not just going in dry you yeah know, like... so I, Bing bong. Like 
I feel like the big. Exactly. Also, by the way, um, other oh wish list guests like shit. I wish we could get them on. I would love to have anybody from Rift Tracks. If we had Kevin or Bill oh, yeah. or Mike, I would absolutely lose my shit. Yeah. Once again, can we can we actually put that into the list of people that that the guests that got away? Literally, I want, my only claim to fame is that Mike Nelson proposed to me on Twitter once. That's true. <laughs> I, I but I was working on the Rift Track guys for a little bit, but they pretty much only set them up for like regular like. Hey, this is, you know, Joe, Bob, and Billy in the morning. You know, it's like morning zoo type it. So it's like... Yeah, it's like kind of promo spots instead of an actual interview. Yeah, it's 10-minute segments, not an hour-long podcast. So, Mm -hmm. Um, and I, like I said, we never, that never quite made its way. I would have even taken the 15-minute spot and then dealt with it from there. But, um, because we could have at least hit, like, the highlight of our questions. But that never came to fruition either. So, Um, but anyways... um... I think the 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 potential obstacles with guests have been either a we don't get an hour to warm them up beforehand, so they yeah. don't really get right. that we're like weird and fun until literally the last two questions, and they're like, "This is actually a pretty good time." Fucking Mia Yim said that she was like, "I yeah. fucking right. hate podcasts," and this was actually pretty fun. Like, Thank you. Um, we know. <laughs> still or, one of our favorite compliments ever, too. That was... Or on the other end, it's they're either younger or not really super comfortable in their like persona and so we're i can imagine somebody who's like well i want to kind of play this in character i don't want to be 100 percent shoot mm-hmm. and then it's like but yeah. i also don't know my lines right yeah. it's like yeah but this isn't a right. 10 second promo this is an hour-long conversation yeah and so that i feel throws them off and mm-hmm. that's why they give like really short answers or are typically just sort of like uneasy yeah. about you know the 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 questioning and also it's not fair because the three of us have known each other for almost ten years right we know so what we're doing. we can like bounce all like boo 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 and then this you know fourth wheel comes in like yeah boo 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 I guess like I don't <laughs> know what that is yeah not everybody can um, so adapt to that so quickly. I guess the positive spin would be for guests who have been incredible. Mm-hmm. They obviously kind of fit in that middle zone where yeah, it's like me. they're warmed up right out, right away, or they catch on with our energy and they jump right in, or they've like in the case of Effie, mm-hmm. Effie is Effie. Oh yeah, Effie, right. Effie's Effie when Effie goes to bed. Like yeah. that's you know that's just they transcend he that. He wakes up Effie. He snacks. He 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 eats and sleeps Effie. He right. is Effie. So so in that case, we could have had a ten hour podcast and it would have been the same consistently consistency all the way through. Yeah. So, so to those guests that didn't suck ass, thanks for going with us on this journey. We appreciate exactly. it. So who, now who would you add on as our, um, it, it, so we used to have a, what we referred to as our <laughs> official fourth co-host. Whoops. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and that person sadly got canceled. Um, <laughs> By the way, my answer to the other question is Moose. Um, so, other, <laughs> who would you who would you pick now as the possible fourth, fourth co-host if we could if we could uh, get someone who would come on on a regular basis? I'm going to take Effie out of that equation because I I, though we have had Effie on a few times, I slam the Effie button harder. Uh, I would say probably, and this is another easy answer. I would say probably Nova. Mm-hmm. Um, Air Nova, okay. Again, kind of counts, kind of doesn't. Nova had a show on the network, but um, Nova is, is just a natural conversationalist. So as soon as, you know, if we were in a position where it was like, you know, um, Chad and I were both gone and it had to be like you and somebody interview a wrestler. <laughs> um, That's funny. Chad and I are in space and you and, you and somebody else have to interview a wrestler. I would light myself on fire right. first. You would join an, an Amish country. <laughs> I have no internet. No internet, I don't have to say. I've got a bonnet now. Yeah. It's really cool. Turn and yeah. butter. No internet. Um, it's fucking me and Levi ever. Exactly. You and Levi just, I don't know. I don't know what they want from us, Levi. Um, but I would say you and Nova right. as a co-hosting team talking to another wrestler, mm-hmm. I feel like you guys would be totally fine. Yeah. Like Nova's just naturally good at keeping a conversation going and and just being a good host. So if, if there was a fourth uh, host of the IndyCast, that would be my vote, would be Nova. 
Um, my vote would, you know, who I would love to have on here more often. And I, I and I think I've told them this before. So, um, I would love to have Calix on here more often. Oh, of course. Yeah. Big Calix could, I would happily co-host an episode with big Calix any day of the week. Um, turn on night mode and let's, you know, yeah. let's, let's go with it from there. I think he would be an absolute hysterical interview to, to actually be on the interview side of it, I think would be wonderful. So I've been watching his uh, Twitch stream lately and on his like setup, it has like a uh, bigness translator on. So it's like kind of, <laughs> kind of a cousin to flipping the switch for night mode. Night mode. Nice. Yeah. So. Because he'll just like talk like a yeah, normal person. So that way he's not. Yeah, so that's why he's not like, oh, hell yeah! <laughs> I've got the high goddamn score. Like, yeah. the bigness oh, translator. Yeah, on. he's just like, oh, the translator's on. Like, this is a fun game of Jackbox or whatever the fuck he's playing. It's like the TARDIS, it just translates exactly. in real time and, and you don't have to worry about it. Uh, what about you? I know that there's a big list of the, you know, guests, but. Well, honestly, because there's a lot to consider, you know, like who can roll with our crazy, like who's going to be, you know good um and the one one person who i will always like stop anything that i'm doing to listen to speak because no matter what he's going to say whether i agree with him or not i'm going to enjoy it is david puente okay cameraman puente oh, absolutely sadly david puente who is who has still not been on this show yet yeah. um i mean we should than... rectify but like whatever yeah. And this is a little more inside for us because obviously he hasn't been on the show. So y'all at home don't know who he is, but trust that he is the best um, cameraman extraordinaire. And just like one of the most like both insane and insightful people. Yes. <laughs> that like he would walk by at a show and he'll just drop some like one liner nugget of like insight or information or something that's just going to make your brain explode. And then you just have to sit and process that. Well, he's while go. everything else yeah. happens. And right. What the fuck am I supposed to do with this now? Yeah, I, I can't tell you the amount of independent wrestling shows mm -hmm. we've been at where there's some unbelievable stunt in Don't ring. Don't even care. And it's like, the crowd's like, yeah! And then you just look at the person next to you and go, how does anybody hate Nirvana? Like, their entire discourse. <laughs> right. Not a single yeah. hit. Right? He, oh, come on. I, I still remember to this day that, that whole conversation because we were sitting on one side of the ring at the Orpheum, not even the side we normally sat at because we yeah. used to sit over by the bar, but for some reason we were on the other side that time. I think um, we were and we were And we were on Puente's side of the ring, and absolutely, he had an entire conversation with us about Kanye West and how much he hated Nirvana, but would, like, legitimately, like, just turn to say something and then go back to filming like nothing had like nothing had happened. Absolutely it's terrible. Effortless. It was, it was like, a oh. it was like a, a TED talk that happened in between wrestling. Right. Like, like what else does he gotta say? Though admittedly I did I guess we can say he's kind of been on the show once because if you go to the IndieCast YouTube channel that has almost nothing nothing on it, we should there really remedy that yeah. one day. But uh, no, it's me. I should film more stuff for it too. Like I, I give, I've been trying to work on stuff like that. I just don't know what to put up. But um, but the, one of the things that's on there was a like this weird promo that we shot for the show that legitimately is just Puente like between the three of us just throwing weird zingers out. It's and like like I'm in full like like carny cell mode zach looked like he had just like shot down about three surges it was great it, but yeah. but yeah. but point day is just like standing there in between all of us just like smiling and nodding it's absolutely hysterical so um what else on here uh do you think the indycast would be the thing that sent you into superstardom Dude, man, if it is, that'd be fucking hilarious. Are you yeah. kidding me? I'm of everything that we're working on and doing <laughs> and producing. If this is it, like, hey, oh by the boy. way, I love you've heard of this podcast, but they did a three episode fucking March Madness bracket about what cartoons in the 1970s <laughs> would they most want to have sex with, and that really. Really That's great. You're, go. you're gonna make me. You're gonna make me write a which cartoon character would you fuck tournament right now. And you're you're no, gonna regret well, that it later. Leads, that actually leads to my answer, oh, Jesus. which is uh, quite the opposite. I have thought on several occasions that if there was anything that was absolutely going to derail my fame <laughs> and completely cancel me forever, it was, it was the IndyCast. Some dumb shit that I've said yeah. three and a half years ago on the IndyCast. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, absolutely wholeheartedly, because um, 
I tend to be filthy on the show and I don't know why. I don't know if that's like a compensatory thing or if I don't get to be filthy a lot in real life. So, so you know, it's, it's just like just... you're just speaking into the void. Exactly. I was like, I just get to yell into the void and be like, oh, acknowledge me. I'm funny. Um, it, yeah, I don't know. But I assume that if ever my life were to be ruined, it would probably be because of something dumb that I've said on this show. Well, we were going to pick up this new brand fully gimmicked and just bring it right into Target across all the countries. But then, we found, then we found this soundbite. <laughs> What's up, cocksuckers? And I just don't feel like that's really the Target brand. Uh, I can actually say I've gotten in trouble at my shoot job for this for this podcast really? before. What? I did once, yeah. Uh, I will have to. I can't tell that story on air, but I did definitely get in trouble for the podcast. Uh, fucking wrong choice about uh, hard times as the best promo of all time. Yeah, that's Where's exactly what it was. Oh, uh, that tournament. Uh, now I'm, but I'm still draw. I'm still drawing up the which cartoon character would you fuck tournament. Um, <laughs> I'm really gonna start writing that up one right now. So, uh, who is on your personal Mount Rushmore, wrestling or non-wrestling related? Let's do wrestling first, though. Who's your? What's your Mount Rushmore of wrestling? Um, so mine is. So I had to do. I had to double check because I'm not a real patriot. Good. Had to double check how many presidents are on Mount Rushmore. And the answer is four. Four. Uh, yeah. uh, also, I saw a thing a while ago about Rushmore is like really problematic. So oh, like, super you know, is. Yeah. yeah. Like. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just... I mean, like, pretty. It, it, basically, if you go anything into American history, yeah, like, okay, say, by the way, real bad. The greatest sum up. It's celebrating America, non-ironically. <laughs> That's already an ish. Um, yeah. So my uh, very problematic. Uh, pro wrestling Mount Rushmore would be uh, John Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, 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 I guess I'll. Okay, now I have a, I have a, I have a clarification question. Okay. Is this like indie cast wise, us personally, or all time? I would say personal. Well, mine is certainly personal taste. So it's well, not... I mean, obviously personal yeah. taste, but I mean, like in. No, these, like... these are not all guests that have been on the okay. show. And it's very are... interesting to make it all to make it a, a like your Mount Rushmore of guests, though. That that does. Yeah. That is an interesting twist to the question, though. Um, so John Davis, yeah, still John Davis, yeah. still John Davis, still, no matter what, still goddamn John Davis. Uh, Roddy Piper, Paul Heyman, mm-hmm. Lefisto. Nice, nice. I like the female representation. Thank you. So yes, of course. So John Davis, for very very personal reasons, a phenomenal wrestler. Tells an amazing story in ring. Great promo guy. Uh, fantastic teacher. Uh, scary as hell in real your life. Your dad's and, favorite wrestler. My dad's favorite wrestler. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Roddy Piper, I have used in so many examples in terms of like how good promos should be made or taking ideas of his or, you know, the. I've I've not ironically enjoyed Hell Comes to Frogtown, which is a very bad movie that he's in. Um, just overall, when I think of the best in terms of what they were doing in their heyday, Roddy Piper's like top of the list. Um, Paul Heyman, more so, I know that he is problematic in in his own right. Um, well, I mean, for better or for worse, if you know, everybody knows the the shadier side of him running ECW, but like yeah. he bouncing checks still and breaking did what nobody yeah. else could ever do. And so, yeah, that's actually a lot of it is realistically, since being more associated with behind the scenes stuff and mm-hmm. promoting and booking, I have grown to appreciate Paul Heyman more and more. Like it's not just like oh, when he told Sabu he was a piece of shit in that promo, that was really cool. Like no, I mean like as a promoter, as an idea guy as a motivator, as a creative person, that's what really sticks out to Paul Heyman for me. Well, I do make aggressive finger guns whenever I reference something being a shoot. So that's he really does do the that legacy. so many times in that TNN promo. It's so stupid. Um, and that's a shoot, brother. And you're like, all right, Paulie, we get it. Um, so yeah, in my later years, I have grown to appreciate Paul Heyman more and more. That's exactly true. like you said, of like the fact that he was able to steer a company like ECW mm-hmm. 
and do these things that nobody else was doing on that scale and telling stories and and really showing showcasing the strength and hiding the weaknesses like just yeah. and to leave like such a lines. legacy about it you know yeah. people still you know talk about like how hollowed ground the ecw arena is right. like all of these years later like yeah and his uh pre-show speech at, um, at uh barely legal 97 like that kind of you know i i've stolen from that speech before in my own pre-show was like you still speeches. want to steal from it like oh, absolutely. every time like to steal. every time yeah. it's like the in case of emergency like break slightly slightly lift the glass it's not even a break thing it's like it's halfway out um if i'm not paying attention i'll just start ripping it off yeah. and then lofisto luna did an amazing job uh, justifying this pick earlier in this episode but being somebody who broke boundaries and completely changed how women could be viewed in wrestling. And again, from a purely like character standpoint to go through the transformations that she's gone through of being just like this uh, bloody hardcore, like there are no limits kind of fighter to reinventing herself as this like living anime to with a, you know, tiny doll Bobby Heenan to manage her to reinventing herself again as like a no nonsense fighter and then reinventing again as like this horn, this like um, almost like an astral plane owl that watches over wrestling and judges like Mm -hmm. just the reinvention beyond just breaking boundaries. It's like if I was going to have, a female presence in my Mount Rushmore had to be Lefisto. I know that you were about to say Horned Owl because that's what came to mind, but I also just thought you were going to say Horny. Reinventing herself as just a real horn dog. Yeah. Uh, well, also, yes, but also Gary J was the Horned Owl. I know, so that's, that's why, why you I was paused. Like, Wait a like, he just means yeah. the owl, but like, I don't know if you were going with the Horned Owl, but I was like, no, oh, it's Horny. <laughs> and the best part about Lefisto, real Horny. Um, <laughs> definitely not. Um, so that's it. That's my Mount Rushmore. Nice, nice. Yeah. That's that's part of the reason Zach and I really didn't want to turn on the camera when we did right. the episode Super with her because just it's like nude in Chad's bedroom. <laughs> that's right. Listening to her um, tell fantastic stories about like you know being queen of deathmatch and also what right. her favorite like metal bands are. But then it's like me and Zach just both like you're pretty, you know. <laughs> so also true. So Luna, what's your what's your Mount Rushmore? Oh uh, well, I have two because my husband's a liar. Um, because he had told me wrestling or otherwise, so I had an otherwise one prepared. Um, but I made a wrestling one because, you know, Just why not? Case. Um, yeah, so starting with two that are probably, um, I don't want to say stereotypical, but, like, it, to me, the cornerstone of, like, childhood wrestling memories um, were Triple H and HBK. Because, like, that was, oh, oh, just everything about that Did it open is up some doors in your mind palace so many doors and i'm like a child you know right, what i mean yeah. like my youngest memories are me watching this with my grandfather as a kid I, and like and crotch chopping and so much crotch chopping and like when weird... triple h abducted stephanie and yeah. married her in vegas like oh i was like pick me i'm yeah. like six pick me I like i don't that... care I was about to say, I do believe at one time on this show, Luna did call Triple H the king of her vagina. So that's, uh, that is definitely yeah, a thing right. that came that's out one. That'll get you canceled. Yeah, that's going to derail <laughs> our, fa- our fame plans. No, no pedigree for that? No, no. Okay. no. Um, and then my other two are more recent ones who are sort of the cornerstone of like my indie wrestling love, which are Chris Hero and Moxley. Oh, okay. Excellent. Um, yeah. Because I fucking stand Chris Hero and he's wonderful. And, like, both in and out of ring as far as, like, what he can do and, like, how he thinks about wrestling and, like... True, we got to... Yeah. We we were working backstage... under the tree of knowledge. Yeah, we were working backstage in an Evolve show in Orlando 10,000 years ago. Mm -hmm. And Chris Hero was on that show, but also just, like, spent the whole time just, like, giving suggestions and talking about wrestling and just kind of getting to overhear a lot Yeah, of everybody would, like, pick his brain about either their character stuff or their entering stuff and, like, just listening to him, like, break it down and, like, give people advice and stuff like that. I was like, he's just so good and, like, he knows what he's doing. Yes. And it was just incredible. Um, and then, obviously, I loved uh, Dean Ambrose forever. And that, obviously, is Moxley. He has retaken... I guess still, technically, it's considered the Indies, even though it's AEW. But whatever. Right. He's still King Daddy. Yeah. So, yeah, he's King Daddy. Also, he another you, thing... He you to pipe down in the FCW he show. He did. That was my birthday. Also, another thing to note, uh, uh, Chris Hero can read Japanese very well. Unfortunately. Yes, he, he sure can. can. <laughs> he sure as fuck can. And none of... Like, we all knew that. 
and nobody expected that. The no. man literally sells like Japanese wrestling magazines yes. as part of his merch table, and nobody Never thought like, oh, dots. oops, he's gonna read my shirt. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Chadley, what about you? Uh, my uh, wrestling for and it's gonna. I'm gonna get the two out of the way that you you and me match on. Um, cause you and I think a lot of like, uh, Piper, uh, Roddy Piper, who's been my all time favorite since I was six. I mean, you named um, your daughter after him for Christ's sake. I, d- I did not officially, but <laughs> between, <laughs> between you, me, between you, me and the dozens of dozens. <laughs> right. Um, uh, Paul Heyman, uh, definitely, uh, belongs on there. Uh, for me, uh, my other two are, is, uh, Mick Foley, uh, who is I, I feel like uh, a, a kindred spirit some days, uh, and then Dusty, because uh, because okay. Dusty, uh, how 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 could it not be Dusty? Um, now now Luna, you had a second one made up for non wrestling. Who was your who was your non wrestling one? It's weird. Good good yes good yes. that's I, what we the want. Problem is I only have three, so it's a partial. Okay, Mount Rush. Mount Rush, or Mount Rush Moeller, as it were. Oh, no. Okay, because Zach finds it hilarious that there are certain celebrities that I love their teeth. I am not a teeth person. I don't like teeth in my own mouth. I fucking hate them. But in terms of, like, I could lick that guy's teeth, I've got a couple. I could lick that guy's teeth. <laughs> Why, is, Why is that not on a shirt? And Bing Bong all at the same time. Because I would be, it's too, it's too, too close. To yeah, home. it's too close. I can't. So, number one, and the one who started this, and the reason I blame all of this weird shit on is fucking David Tennant. Love that man's teeth. Uh, secondly, is George Thorogood? Why not? <laughs> okay, I, th- I wish this was a video <laughs> podcast, because the look that she just gave me, she gave me such a, am I right, ladies, kind of look about George Thorogood. This is... Like David Tennant, well, everyone's expecting to be like, oh yeah, that guy's got great teeth. <laughs> Here's the thing, <laughs> David Tennant. It's uh, everyone's like, oh well, he's a traditionally great-looking man, so of course, yeah. yeah and then, beautiful. And everyone's thinking like his his portrayal of Barty mm-hmm. Crouch and fucking very licky, very licky yeah. and Harry Potter. Like, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> and then you just you don't go like, oh, and the next guy is other traditionally handsome actor of the same age group. It's fucking. Mr. Fucking ba 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 bad George Thurgood. Fucking he's bad to the bone, <laughs> and he's got great teeth. And um, third, which you're also getting. which everyone someone has wrecked their no, car I'm... because they're trying to Google George Thurgood's teeth, and they're on an FBI watch list now. Get that off! We're gonna get fucking. I was like, you don't have to search hard. You'll find them. Oh, that's wonderful. And so my last, and the one that, like, I don't want to like him. Okay, you know okay. what I mean? This is, sort of like, this is one of those things where, like, it came at me and I did. I was I Oh, no, it. he's hot. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I'm not opening this door in my mind palace. This door is locked. There's, right. like, a padlock on it and a combination. Fucking Jake Busey. Oh, yeah. Love Jake Busey. Jake Busey. Big old fucking teeth. Jake Busey's just like his dad. His head is, like, I would say between 40 <laughs> and 50% teeth. Yes, I'm here for it. I don't want to be. Yeah, fucking front row, dude. JP Shasta McNasty, he's all right. No, well, the problem is I watched the which I will I stand till the end of time is the From Dust Till Dawn TV series. This is a hill you will die on. Absolutely, it is so fucking good, and he's so great in it because he's Sex Machine, (laughs) and it just yeah, I can't, (laughs) I can't, I can't. We'll watch Starship Troopers yeah. when he's like so a child. So my Mount Rushmore is still under construction because right. I haven't picked a number four yet because it can't just be like, oh, this person has good teeth because it's not a Tom Cruise thing. Right. It has to be very specific. Well, Tom Cruise also has that weird phantom bonus tooth. Sorry, what? You haven't seen that? I don't want to see okay, that. Okay, so most people have teeth <laughs> like this. Like you got the teeth yeah, in the front. Yeah, you got the two in the front, yeah. He's got one in the middle. <laughs> Google that shit. He's I am one. right now. God damn yeah. you! Okay, well, no. All right, everybody, following along. Yeah, at pause home. right now. Google, Google Tom Cruise's teeth. I don't know why I'm saying it out loud. We're all googling. Because um, it's a video. Yeah, that's it. It's an audio podcast, so we have to. 
Oh, uh, well, yeah, because they're offset. That's why. Right. Oh, that's weird. So we've got one in the center. What? One in the center yeah. square. Like, this person literally has, like, the symmetrical line drawn, like, down his face, and it goes right yes. through the tooth. Yeah, right that's down the tooth. wild. Well, I mean, like, Tom Cruise is also a creeper, but, like, historically, you, if you would go, oh, celebrity with great teeth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now I'm going to be, like, staring at that for the, every time I see Tom Cruise now. That's Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you got a weird fucking middle who knew that was a fucking thing? Jesus. Learn things on the show. You learn things on the show. Don't like it. Also, if you just Google celebrities with great teeth, Tom Cruise is number one. Uh, number two, Zach Efron? I don't think I've ever looked at his teeth. Oh, his jaw's all fucky now, though. Oh, he is dreamy. He is dreamy, though. So, mm. George Clooney? Yeah. See, I, I feel like George Clooney gets an automatic pass at everything, though. Like, his gimmick is that he's unbelievably handsome. Uh, so even if it was a list of, like... Who's got the cutest butthole in Hollywood? It would be it's like George Clooney's George definitely in the top yeah. five at least. No yeah. What. And that's Nick sight Cage unseen. Nick Cage is also on the list. Also, I've never looked at Nick Cage's teeth. Like, oh, I've never you haven't lived attention. until you've looked at Nick Cage's teeth. <laughs> licking Nick Cage's teeth. Licking Nick Whoa, Cage's teeth. Whoa, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> you fucking try that again. What I'm going to. Licking Nick Cage's teeth is like licking a poison toad. It'll probably get you high. I was going to say, I thought uh, licking Nick Cage's teeth was the unsold sequel to being John Malkovich. <laughs> I mean, it's still here for it. Just because I love Nick Cage separately, True. like, yeah. teeth not included. But, like, yeah, okay. I will. Here's the thing. I will give Nick Cage's teeth a pass, sight mm -hmm. unseen. I will give his nightmare of oh. a hairline a pass. Because mm -hmm. he, that man, he's struggling. I don't like his Just for Men beard. His beard is like what? a shade too dark, uh -huh. and it looks phony. And I'm like, Nick, you could just have five o'clock shadow for everybody. His even beard if it's doesn't little, like you either. Even if it's a little, uh, a little salt and peppery, that's totally fine. You could rock that. No, shit. we love the salt and pepper. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. he could rock that shit, but I feel like for whatever reason, it just looks like it comes out of a spray can. And I'm like, yeah. Nah, dude. Like you were a damn handsome man, even if it was. Uh, like I think of. Um, uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Mm -hmm. He's oh. got the salt and pepper like perpetual now. <laughs> you can't to the point where they said, "Fuck it, we're not dyeing your hair as Negan anymore. You're just gonna be salt and pepper." Yeah, Negan. like okay, super daddy. Cool. That's Jeffrey so, D. Morgan. So, so Zach, whose whose teeth would you lick? Oh, great question. In your <laughs> so in your Mount Rushmore, yeah, what? First of all, Robert Stack from Unsolved Mysteries. That's one. Yeah, of course. No, no I was going to say, is that because you actually have looked at his teeth, or are you no, just like Robert Stack? I just pulled, I like, just pulled Robert Stack out of, out of thin air. How dare you? Um, no, I don't have a list of, of teeth that I would lick. Mock um, my... Fetish? Fetish? It's, I wouldn't use the F word, per se. Oh, speaking of fetish, yeah. I meant to mention this to you oh, earlier. Yeah. So it was, uh, this is like kind of inside baseball. Mm -hmm. So it was Avery Taylor's birthday today. Mm -hmm. And so the nefarious uh, Justin Black mm -hmm. uh, posted on Twitter, like, a begrudged happy birthday to Avery Taylor and posted the the match that they had at at, oh, yeah. at, uh, at Old Punk Pro, um, which is, like, a super popular YouTube video. Mm -hmm. uh, and so I felt it necessary to respond to his tweet by mentioning that, like, they're kind of award-winning because... That match between Avery and Justin is like in the top tier of this horrifying mm. female beat up male fetish forum site that somehow discovered their match. And it's like one of the most top voted fucking things Hell on the forum. Yeah. And I know this because looking at the algorithm behind the scenes of the YouTube channel for Punk Pro, uh, it shows your traffic sources. It shows yeah. the traffic sources, and it's like, oh, by the way, like seventy percent of the traffic to this video comes from this forum. And I was like, what? What is this? And I did some investigating. Was like, oh my goodness, it's a fetish. You thing. were like, am I into this? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I discovered what? Oh my goodness! And what's this? I'm already logged in. Oops, a Daisy. <laughs> I was a member the whole time. What's this? And it's who runs this site? Who's this Duchess Von Fingerbang that's running this whole thing? So. Merch store by Fully Gimmicked. What the who the? <laughs> Why is that? There's a better question. Why has that not become a? You should make that a merch shirt right there. That's that's one you could sell. Just a screenshot of the video and be like, wrote uh, rated most attractive in Femverse Male Monthly. Like there you go. Perfect.
Very bizarre. Uh, so, Chadley, any other questions? Or, uh, well, I guess, Paul, well, whose teeth do you want to lick? Let's get that um, right out. Uh, whose teeth do I want to lick? Um, I think Rosario Dawson is always way up on my list. Oh, good uh, teeth. Good um, teeth. Uh, not that I would lick her teeth, because that, that's still creeping me out a little bit. Um, I'm trying to think of who else is, well, is on like my list. Well, in a metaphorical way, you know, yeah. it doesn't have to be... She means it in a very literal sense. Like, right. from one across... the fence, baby! <laughs> um, <laughs> the fence, she says. Oh, what Hating is that? The fence. What is that? Uh, hold on, I gotta, I'm gonna have to look her up. Because uh, I, I didn't have a big list set up for... He's saying uh, that, uh, he's typing in call 911, like it's a 92. Uh, <laughs> like, what is that thing? No, I, uh... <laughs> Uh, Aubrey Plaza way up on my list too. I had to look her. I couldn't remember her name, but I had to look her. I had to look her. I had to look her. Yeah. Up. <laughs> hey! Bing we bong. did it, folks. Uh, we got him. Uh, but uh, Aubrey Plaza way up there. Um, who else? Uh, Scarlett Johansson way up there. Um, Oh, you know who's another one that that's way up there that uh, I wish would get more credit? Uh, Jill Scott way up there. Uh, I don't know if you know, guys know Jill Scott, but she's she's like an R and she's an R and B singer, and I love and I love her. She's just awesome. So, so there's probably my four right there. Um, uh, the last one that uh, Rick had for us here, and I love this question. Huh? Yeah. Um, if you could compete on RuPaul's Drag Race at your current age and know you would win, or Legends of the Hidden Temple as a kid and know you'd lose, which you got? Now, I, I almost know your guys' answer already. but Well, here's the thing. Zach's is in his heart, in his little, like, in his inside. He's not going to say it out loud, but it's definitely going to be Drag Race because he absolutely watches it with me. Um, mine is wholeheartedly Drag Race because Mama Ru. Here's my question for Olmec. Um, how, how is it that how I'm, put on the false how is that like, I'm how being I... a good husband and watching a show with my wife and I'm getting slammed for it? Like, why is it I, like, why is it like, oh, though. hey, yeah. thank you for enjoying this thing with me since you don't watch anything modern on TV. I appreciate you going out of your way to view this with me and discuss it with me. Instead, she's like, oh, this pussy boy over here watching Drag Race. First of all, it's Sissy That Walks. Second of all, I needed the people to know that you appreciate Drag Race with me. First of all, my justification is there is so many elements of Drag Race that apply to wrestling that I'm like, like, if I could, I would just be like, hey, fuck the gimmick guide. Just go watch Drag Race and just go figure that shit 100%, out. 100%. And especially the uh, if for anybody who gives a shit, uh, any of the episodes of Snatch Game, 100%. Because literally the whole the thing absolute is... absolute teaching you ha- tool. have to be 110. Just give it 110% and it'll work. Like Even if it's a character that people aren't familiar with, mm-hmm. as long as you commit 110%, that's what matters. Yeah. And, and you can still make that a win. Um, I'm going to begrudgedly say... Drag Race, Aww. because I need that win. Okay. And and if I'm playing, I need the win. if I'm playing Legends, I'm just another frumpy kid who doesn't make it past the beginning fucking water raft. You're trying thing. to get the raft across, yeah. but if you go like, okay, you don't win, but it's like you get snagged by a temple guard or something. So you're not the asshole who gets stuck in the fucking trying to the silver monkey. But even then, but like, if, oh, I'm, if man, I'm the asshole that guard. took five minutes to get grabbed by a temple guard and i have fucked my partner over who's oh, like super oh i got 30 seconds no left. left great yeah like, they can't even get in that's bad no matter what yeah um now if it was double dare i would rock oh. that shit and i would get in mark summer's face like mr perfect and try to talk shit oh like, he would hate that he did he fucking did that's the best part of super sloppomania is Mr. Perfect trying to cut a promo and Mark Summers being like, yeah, shut up. Like, he's just I'm, not... I'm the host. Thank you, though. Me and Harvey will kick your ass. Um, oh, that's dark, damn. Right. Harvey dresses the video, Can I say for the record, I've never logged a minute with either of these shows. <gasps> never um, watched. Never watched. The Hidden Temple... Mm. It's sort of like Guts in that it's like, it's well, really fun to watch kids fuck up. Yeah, I was just going to say. But as I, an adult. Interestingly enough, I was actually going to originally say that, and then I was like, Guts is a better option. If you're totally. if you're watching for the schadenfreude of children shitting the bed, Guts is going to be that better, because it's more physical. 
Um, especially since, if you know the behind the scenes of Legend of the Hidden Temple, if they were out of prizes that show, then winning the game was impossible. Mm -hmm. Like, they just were like, oh, it's on this corner of the fucking thing, and there's 15 temple guards. You, will you ain't making never it. Get there. Yeah. <laughs> Double Dare, it was like, it wasn't like Mark was slowing the kids down in the fucking, you know, obstacle no, course at the he's end. He's dragging them he's through dragging it. Their yeah. asses, uh, through the finish. Uh, drag Race, like I said, if you watch it, especially with like a wrestling sort of mindset, you'll be surprised mm-hmm. at how much crossover there is. I'm just like, I, oh my God, yeah, they're just all in gimmick and they're all trying to like get the shit over. Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately Drag Race would be my answer though, if for nothing more than I've, I've done a couple parts in my theater days where uh, I have definitely played women before. So um, I kind of have an idea what I look like already doing it. So might as well, might as is well roll with it. Is it weird that like when he said that, I picture, I don't know why, I, this mm-hmm. isn't even a play. I pictured him playing like, someone's old sweet like grandmother but the dialogue in my head was still him quoting ford fairlane like he was like you here's you you sucking my dick that's 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 pretty much me backstage you you pretty much hit that's true uh no i did play i did play an old grandmotherly character once i did a uh i played um betty and the foreigner um for you theater nerds out there you know the part um, and then I played a woman in a play called Eating, um, was it Eating Raul? No, it was, um, shit, I'm gonna have to look up the name of the other show. But I did another one and I looked a little like, um, uh, uh, do you remember the Drew Carey show? Oh, yes. of course, Mimi. I, I looked a little like Mimi. I was dressed like, like Mimi in that one. So, so there's your, there's your visuals right there for what yeah, I, what I look like in the, like a drag icon. So. How was Mimi not a drag icon? She was just very bitchy and like the timing was rough. Like it was like yeah, Yeah. it was a long time ago. Which is really funny because Drew's brother, I believe, in that show, I believe, wasn't he a crossdresser in that show? Oh, I think so. I I think his his brother was 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 like a uh, was like a crossdresser or something like that in the show. I think they wrote it in there, but made it like a like didn't necessarily super play it up for laughs. They made it like it was a like a legitimate just, thing yeah. yeah and i so i i seem to remember that i'm gonna have to go look that oh, up now just yeah. to be sure but so uh okay i'm out of questions any anything else you guys wanted to uh throw in there for the anniversario since we're uh we're talking the show is there any say what's is there any t- actually i'll add one more is there any type of uh segment or something on the show that we haven't done yet that you're like how have we not done this I think a guest spot would be really funny, but we'd have to like, they would take more prep than either any of us are, are willing to do. What do you mean? Like, as in, if we had um, a segment every three episodes where we asked Big Calix to compare something's bigness. Right, or like, who's a cunt with Martin Stone? Exactly. Yeah. Who's a cunt with Martin Stone? Okay. What a fucking That was the best segment what a that ever happened. Yeah. Or the other one we were going to do was... Uh... And another thing that never happened was going to be uh, Eddie Kingston movie reviews. That was one that was supposed to happen as well uh, and, and never did, sadly. So um, I've, I can say for at least for me, um, I've, I've always wanted us to do some sort of like like one special episode where we did some sort of game showy type of episode. Uh, I don't know what that would be exactly. Um, match though game, I have match game was one uh, match game was a thought. Uh, I know um, for a little while I was thinking that we would do a um, like a newlywed game. I thought that could be interesting. Uh, and uh, also uh, re- recently, have you guys ever seen the show? Um, actually. No, that's a big no, no, you should, you should go. It's on YouTube uh, is, is where I watch it. It's a game show called um, actually. And basically the basic idea of the game is, is that, um, there's nothing that nerds love more uh, than nerd stuff than correcting people about nerd stuff. Oh yeah. So okay. so they read so the host reads a a statement off uh, where part of it is wrong, and they have to buzz in and correct it. But they if they buzz in and they don't correct it by starting the by starting it with um actually and then correcting what it is, they don't get the point. Oh nice. So it's like Jeopardy rules. Yeah. 
it's a little Jeopardy rules, yeah, that you have to say um actually first, but then you got to correct where it's wrong. And uh, I was definitely pondering writing out an, an a wrestling version of um actually, uh, and then you know maybe either having some of our you know wrestling buddies that will be willing to play along with us, or probably quite honestly some of our other uh, Potter and family friends out there to see how yes. they to see how they did because I thought that's that's where the real nerddom lies would be like true. If we had like you know Mr. Six Foot Nine from you know from Marks of Mikes or something like that on for it, so excellent. Okay, but so maybe some of these things in the future, probably none of these things in the future. Probably not right. You'll hey. have to listen. To, you'll have to continue to listen to find out. That's right. Um, Chad, do you want to give the big sappy thank you speech? Uh, I don't know. Well, you know what? I, I, just a quick one. We just you know if you've been listening to us for if this is your first episode or your. Uh, what episode number are we on right now? Goodness oh, gracious! Oh, why you gotta do this? Um, <laughs> hold on, I'm going. Uh, I'm working. I'm working as fast as you. Set, we're, this is three twenty-eight. It's three twenty-eight. So, uh, if this is your first or your three hundred and twenty-eighth episode, uh, thank you for listening to the IndieCast through through everything. Uh, I mean, you've moved with us from Cult of Kayfabe to the Wrestling Nerds to you know all the craziness that we've done from there. So, uh, thank you for that, and tell a friend, please. Hell, tell an enemy. I don't give a shit who listens. I just want to bump up the listeners' numbers a little bit. Tell an enemy. So, <laughs> tell Correct a fucking someone. <laughs> that's right. Tell a stranger on the street. Mug them and then make sure to give them a card or something that tells yeah, them to listen go. to our show. So, uh, Zach Romero, Luna, actually, well, no, let, let me do this correctly. She's on the show. Luna Lynn, get your shit in. Uh, what's oh, going yeah. on that you need to, you want to get in? Um, we just did a big uh, Memorial Day sale at Fully Gimmicked, which was super rad, and I have a bunch of fucking shirts to make, um, but it went really well, which was super cool to see, um, especially since we've been branching out as far as some of the other like types of merch that we offer, which is one thing we've always tried to do, um, but now we've found some suppliers who are more accessible to do like flags and things like that. So like, uh, Shout no out one... to uh, Big Calix, by the way, say, who Big has Calyx, sold a no shitload of pirate flags. Yeah, so we've been selling a bunch of flags and fun stuff like that. Um so yeah, we're just fucking hyping up for shit, man. Like, Fully Gimmicks has been going really well. Um, she Wolf Media has a couple of events that we're going to be attending this year now that events are a thing again. Thanks fucking COVID. Um, so we have one coming up in... Oh, God, it's already June. Yeah. Uh, we have one coming up end of this month, and then we're going to be vending at Big Spooky in October, which I'm so excited about, because um, we had a super fun time doing our first Spooky when they did their pop-up event, so now I'm excited to do the big full event. Yeah, finally, um, we made it, kids. Yeah, and there's a bunch of other like wrestling stuff that I'm super excited about, but we can't super talk about yet um, because I want it to be a production. Mm-hmm. You know, like I want it to be sort of a big release. Um, so there are a lot of things in the works. Uh, bing bong. Bing bong. Yes, there, I would like it, it to be a very big ejaculation there of wrestling. Go. There it is. News. Um, thanks. So a big, a big news. Big news is coming. You're saying? Yes, yeah. it's coming hard and fast. Oh, hopefully, uh, once we find a place for it to land. And watch your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Get a towel. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Um, so, yeah, a lot of things behind the scenes that I'm super excited about. A lot of things the Triangle. Exactly. Um, because it's been a long time since I've been able to be excited about wrestling, and I'm very excited about being excited, and it's all good, and yay. Also Bing Bong, also Bing Bong I think. So. <laughs> yes. It's been a long time since I've been excited about being excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so everything's great, and thank you all for listening for seven years now. Yeah, it's banana sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> And real quickly, thank you guys for like running with this dumb idea for heading on eight, you know, seven heading into eight years now. Yeah, uh, it's been bananas. Like, it's been bananas, but it's fun. And there's there's nothing I look forward to every week except for the last couple of weeks where I've been on special assignment and have been able to be on uh, CIA. Then, <laughs> that's right. Then uh, then doing this fucking ridiculous show we do. So yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to many years more of it. So yes, yeah, so I would say we've we've met. So many crazy people, and yes, have so many crazy stories, so many stories, and so many uh things we can't ever discuss on air. <laughs> no, um, but we've made friends through this show, yeah. and I will be honest, we've we've kept friendships uh going longer through this show mm. than in real life. Like, there's been like I we've now known Chad longer than I know a lot of my friends. So yeah. there's there's a longevity here and it's nice to you know even though we're just three fucking white people with a podcast. Right. Um it is nice to have a legacy there uh, and not a lot of friendships get that. So okay. yeah. 
It's been, it's so been pretty... unlike most people, we get to document all the dumb shit that we say to each other. Really? Right. Yeah. To be used against us in the court of law. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Whoops. Wouldn't have it any Whoops. other way. Yeah. There so. you go. Uh, hey, by the way, I'll get uh, I'll get my part of the shit in real quick. Uh, at IndyCast, I-N-D-Y-K-A-S-T on all social media. Uh, except TikTok. I haven't joined that one yet, but I guess I probably should at some point. I don't know what the fuck I would put up on TikTok, but... Uh, oh, okay. Well, it, then look for a suit on TikTok then, apparently. Because, uh, hell yeah, titties. Uh, I'm always just a bunch of bullshit titties. Well, I, I mean, love like, it. Okay, Go. there's like a lot of other content on TikTok that's super great. I don't give know? a shit after that. You you yeah. had me at titties. Um so, uh, but uh, find our our merchandise too uh, at Fully Gimmick. Not that we didn't put put that over already, but you can buy some of our shit. Uh, please do and um, follow Team Hammerfist. T e a m h a m m a f i s t. I guess I can officially say follow Kate Nix now. I believe at uh, what she at the Goblin Mother is that what mm-hmm. her Twitter turned mm-hmm. into? Uh, so follow Kate Nix. Is she's on our she's on our network too. Absolutely. And, um, on Facebook, if you look for the Lullaby Lounge, you'll find her Cool Beans group for that um, and her awesome show. And here, yeah, I was going to say, here's the thing. I don't, we've maintained a certain level of attitude and quality here uh-huh. at the Nerds Network for many years, which is we don't ever fucking put anything over or talk about being fans of anything because what the fuck. But re-listening to these episodes of the Lullaby Lounge and she's been posting uh, on our network i genuinely enjoy those shows like the songs are really great and when work is very shitty like it's nice to just have that on it's a sometimes a little weird because there's like conversations that are happening that you're not able to see because it's not on twitch but just the music and the persona and having it be like this sort of great energy vaudeville show is just it's it's good shit it's okay you're allowed to sim i sim pretty hard for the show is what i'm saying um so so give that a listen as well Mm -hmm. if you haven't already so and you can find that right here on the wrestling nerd so if you're listening to us just click back a little bit just click over there's two episodes right behind it already and i'm sure there'll be more coming so look for it there but otherwise uh you should come back next week and and listen to us again uh because we'll be back here for more possible, maybe sometimes wrestling fun, yeah, we'll uh, see. and uh, and other ridiculousness from there. We can't we can't promise, but we'll see what it is. So, uh, but until next time, everybody, I am always Cockyls Maximus. I'm Sticky Steamboat. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, you don't <laughs> listen to the show. <laughs> Fuck you. Well, I thought you were gonna go with uh, whatever you said earlier that I don't remember now. Uh, and I'm still <laughs> Duchess von Fingerbang. And until next time, everybody, we always say. A jump scare is the Canadian destroyer of horror films. Pardon me. Might I suck my own dick for a second? I'm ready to greet the day, you fucker. (laughs) Every single one of you guys has made a horrible decision. It's that dirty ass Meryl Street. We are. We're touching wieners. Touching wieners professionally. Ric Flair said fuck a six pack and he never lost an ounce of pussy. What I am is a big, queer, stone-cold Steve Austin. Birds don't give a fuck about your life.